When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5 Recap. Between season, between... I don't know. It's been a long time. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. Uh, and this is our podcast. And we haven't recorded an episode in three weeks. Has it really been three whole weeks since we recorded? Yeah. No wonder this feels so strange. Does it feel strange? It really does. How have you been in these three weeks? Um, Exhausted. Yes. Tired. Yes. Working hard. Very. Dealing with kids' birthdays. Yes. Yeah. And exhausted really you don't say we were just so busy yeah so i guess we're going to talk about boy meets world now yeah i think that's what people might be listening to us for i don't know if they're listening anymore it's been a long time since we released an episode hello are you out there we hope so we miss you we miss you uh anyway so we watched boy meets world season five and we finished watching boy meets world season five and we want to talk about Boy Meets World Season 5. Mm-hmm. What a season it was. What a season it was. Uh, the highs, the lows, the the in-betweens. What were your expectations going into Season 5? I thought that this was the season where everything, like, is Boy Meets World, right? Mm-hmm. Like... I thought going into season five, like this was going to be the season where it's like, oh, that is peak Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Just like when you think back on Boy Meets World and, and you think back on the, the episodes that mattered at the time um, and the moments that mattered at the time, like you really look back on this season in particular as the season where everybody was watching mm-hmm. and and everybody was talking about it in school, right? Everybody was talking about Cory and Topanga. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was talking about Sean. So in my mind, that's what I expected going into this season. And we've watched all these episodes a billion times, but watching it in succession is a different feeling. It is. Uh, what were your expectations coming into season five? Very similar to yours. Copycat. Like, I remember feeling like season five was sort of the catalyst for everything and i remember like i specifically and maybe it was just my age at the time you know on friday nights like you hung out with friends while i was going to my friends houses and sleeping over and like we always watched tgif whenever i slept over at my friend's house so like we would rehash the episode after it was over. So to me, this season, going into it, I was like, these are the important episodes. These are the ones that have the most meat to them. And I was very surprised yeah, by this season. I was very surprised by this season, too. End of the episode, and that's going to do it for us. <laughs> Um, so do we want to kind of like recap the season real quick? Uh, sure. Okay. So how do we want to do this? I guess we should have discussed We could take turns. Take turns? Take turns per episode. Okay. And just pull out some key points. You start. All right. So we started the season with episode one, Brothers. Um, Eric is about to go to college. Corey 
thinks he's going to have the room to himself, but um, Eric hasn't gotten a place to live yet. So Corey decides that he's going to be a realtor. And I remember that specifically because of the fact that I was surprised at how good of a realtor he was um, as a teenager. And um, he gets very frustrated. Eric isn't finding the place, but that's when we meet Jack, Sean's long lost brother. And Corey kind of ropes the two of them, Eric and Jack, into rooming together. But at the same time, Sean's having issues with the whole thing. And his dad basically pawns him off on Jack and is like, go live with your college brother that you haven't really met before. In episode two uh, is Boy Meets Real World. It's when uh, Corey remembers his true passion is filmmaking uh, and decides to make a real world style documentary following Sean, Jack, and Eric uh, and their experience in their new apartment living together. Um, The tensions rise as Jack and Sean realize that they don't have a lot in common and they have years of resentment. Corey tries to take advantage of this to film a compelling documentary, but then Topanga tries to reel him in for once and tells him to be there for his friend. Reel? Like a a film reel? Oh... Like a fimmel reel. That's <laughs> um, Corey realizes that he needs to be there for them finally and brings Sean and Jack together to talk. All while Morgan is dealing with missing her big brother Eric and hires an actor to take his place. Episode three. It's not you, it's me. Sean gets upset that Corey applied for Stanford, decides that they should not be friends anymore. They're breaking up now because obviously they're going to grow apart if they're at different colleges. Um, They both try to make new friends with other people. And we have poor Lionel, who is a victim in this situation. We love Lionel. Um, also there were a lot of gross comments in that episode about how Corey and Sean are both boys and cannot love each other that way. Topanga tries to keep them together, tries to get Feeney involved. Um, eventually they kind of have that flashback scene of how they met the one that doesn't exactly line up with the timeline and then they're friends again and everything's good. Did you want to mention Eric and the Dean? Oh, yeah, I guess this was a, I mean, we always love Eric, but this was a B-plot that was kind of like all over the place. Eric's not sure how to deal with the Dean. He tries to treat the Dean the same way he treats Feeney, and it doesn't work out for him. And Mr. Feeney's just like, you should do the work. And that was the end of that. And then episode four, Fraternity Row, Eric and Jack are trying to fit in to college. Uh, They want to join a fraternity, decide they would rather just start their own fake fraternity so that they could meet girls and have parties. They they try to skirt around the Dean, Animal House style. Uh, They get the people from the love boat to come and pretend like they started the fraternity and the Dean is super excited to see the people from the love boat. I don't know. Um, but all while this is going on, Sean has decided, remember this, Sean really wants to go to college. He decides he gets into a college class to, Oh, he finds his way in a college class to follow a girl and decides he is in love with the college experience. Uh, starts to neglect his high school work 
so that he can be a college student, which is where he really belongs. And uh, basically, he gets suspended from school. Corey gets super upset, tries to save him. And Sean ends up turning in an essay and getting told that he failed, but he still needs the basics. So he goes back to Feeney and apologizes. And then we have episode five, which is of Pembroke. Um, Jack wants to date someone. He meets a girl named Millie, falls in love with her. That's Candace Cameron Bure. Um, She's really weird, or she seems really weird. And Eric doesn't like her from the beginning and is, like, trying to fall all over himself to prove that this girl is not right for Jack. Turns out she's a witch and she just wanted to use their balcony for her coven. Um, And we end that episode with Sean tied to the banisters. Yeah. And everyone just leaves him there. Also, Topanga tries to fly a plane. Um, Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Episode six, No Guts, No Cory. Um, Salem the Cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch transports everyone back in time to the 1940s. Uh, we see them in the war, and Corey uh, says, Sean, if anything happens to me, you have to marry Topanga. Corey immediately runs off and dies, or is assumed dead. And Sean goes back, uh, uh, proposes to Topanga, and... They find out that Corey's still alive. Jack and Eric find out Corey's still alive. He's in a French bistro with another woman and forgets who he is. He's about to marry her. Topanga comes in and steals him from her, kisses him, and he that jogs his memory and he remembers who he is. And now then we go back to 1997. Thanks, Salem. All right. So we're back in 1997 for episode seven. I love you, Donna Karen. Um, Sean and Angela have dated at this point for a couple of weeks. And Sean has a two-week rule. Angela agreed to the two-week rule. So they break it off amicably. Um, Corey doesn't think that's a great idea. Sean finds this purse. He and Corey go through it. Sean thinks that the person who owns this purse is his soulmate based on everything that's in it, despite the fact that he's never actually been into any of these things before. Um, so he tries to find the person that belongs to this purse, and it turns out the person who went to pick the purse up had a boyfriend. He gets super upset to the point of a concerning meltdown, and then... Corey and Penga find out it was actually Angela's purse. This girl just borrowed it. All the while, one of my favorite B-plots, Eric imagines a fake Mr. Feeney is following him around and teaching him school. Yes. But then we go to episode eight, Chasing Angela, the, the, the thrilling conclusion. Um, Sean realizes, Corey tries to convince Sean that he loves Angela. Sean finally realizes he looks into Angela's eyes and realizes he's in love with Angela and tries to win her over. And she's like, look, you gave me two weeks. I had two weeks. I'm done. Uh, so Sean spends the rest of the episode trying to, to get her back. Um, he ends up interrupting a date with her and a, a guy and convinces her to go out on a date with him. Then Corey convinces Sean that he wants everything to be like him and Topanga uh, and convinces Sean to take her to a fancy restaurant, even though that's not his style. They go out to the fancy restaurant and uh, Sean and Angela are super awkward and don't know why they're there. 
Corey and Topanga start fighting about Corey's infatuation with Sean and Topanga. And then it turns into Topanga basically saying, look. Sean and Angela? What did I say? Sean and Topanga? Well, whatever. Sean and Angela. And um, now I'm off. And then Topanga gets upset because they have an old married couple relationship and she doesn't want that. Then Corey throws her on the table and they start making out on the table. And Sean and Angela decide they need to go get a burger. And then we have Thanksgiving at Eric and Jack's apartment, which we've seen throughout the episode, them trying to make Thanksgiving. And it doesn't work out very well, but everyone knew that was going to happen. They had no faith in Jack and Eric, so they all brought dinner. Yep. Episode nine, how to succeed in business. Um, Corey and Sean are doing a work study program. Corey immediately thinks that he's going to rise the ranks in this business. He's in the mailroom. Sean is in the mailroom with him. And then Sean happens to answer a phone, ends up moving up. Corey's jealous, but also super oppressive and is like, I deserve this. And Sean doesn't. And, um, basically it almost ends their friendship. And Amy goes to college. Amy goes to college and Eric is... Amy goes to college and reads porn about uh-huh. her life in front of her teenage son. Yep. So we go to episode 10, Last Tango in Philly. Topanga and Angela get jobs as servers. And Corey and Sean, well, mostly Corey tries to play it cool and act like he doesn't care that they got jobs with uh, other people. And Topanga and Angela want to go out and dance. Corey doesn't like that, but wants to act like he doesn't care so he and sean stay away they go to the gym well they end up deciding we're gonna pick up these girls in the gym to try to make angela and and topanga jealous and then all the while alan is installing a satellite and amy's upset with him and mr feeney rejects the advances of a neighbor and she's upset with him And Jack has a girlfriend that we've never seen before, and she's upset with him. And then Eric convinces them all to go dancing and do a dance routine to win the women back over. Episode 11, a very Topanga Christmas. Christmas is here. Topanga's not with her family. She's going to be with Corey's family, doing all of her traditions and pushing them on Corey's family. Everyone gets pissed with good reason. The end. (laughs) <laughs> raging Corey, episode 12 uh cory's upset about alan playing basketball with only eric and never him so he pushes alan over and hurts him and then alan decides okay fine i'll take you to skydiving with me and eric which is kind of a big leap there but they go skydiving they confess that alan likes to spend time with Corey doing smart things and eric doing sporty things and then Eric gets upset, and then they go to uh, um, an art museum, and Eric points out all this, the things that he wishes he could talk about, but nobody ever talks to him about those things. Episode 13. Mr. Feeney assigns Corey and Sean to get Super Bowl tickets. That is their actual assignment. Um, and assigns Topanga to leave it alone and not try to meddle in it. Um Topanga does a lot of crazy wild movement to get them to call into a radio show to win Super Bowl tickets, which makes it so that Sean ends up on top of a billboard trying to win a contest. The the last person standing in that contest other than Sean is someone who's from Alaska who can deal with cold weather. Um, And so he doesn't think he's going to make it. Um, 
they think that they learned their lesson that they were supposed to learn from Feeney. Feeney's like, no, you were supposed to do the things I said. Uh, so Sean doesn't give up and he gets to the Super Bowl. We think we find that out at the end, sort of. Sort of. Episode 14, Heartbreak Corey. It's a Lauren episode. Uh, they, they, the class goes on a ski trip. They're up in the mountains. You know the story. We'll talk about we'll that talk at another time. We'll talk about that at another time. Um, episode, then we get to episode 15, First Girlfriends Club. Sean gets kidnapped by ex-girlfriends, and then um, we have no idea how it is that he had dates with each of them for this Valentine's Day because he dated most of them years ago. Um, but then he gets saved and he realizes that he treated them very badly and he definitely realizes that he shouldn't treat Angela that way. Episode 16, Torn Between Two Lovers, Feeling Like a Fool. Uh, Lauren comes back. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> we are going to talk about the B-plot. Oh, yeah. Eric is given the responsibility of overseeing Mr. Feeney's citizenship class. And Mr. Feeney tells him not to do anything other than hand out pencils. Eric does not listen and in turn creates a wonderful learning environment and then gets to experience what it's like to be a teacher and have an impact on the world. Episode 17, and then there was Sean. It's the big episode that everyone remembers and has the highest rating of the the series. Uh, everyone gets murdered. Everyone gets murdered. Jennifer Love, who it? Who, who it? it? <laughs> Every, who it? <laughs> everyone gets murdered. Every, Jennifer Love, who it is there. <laughs> and Sean realizes that he's been the one causing the problems the whole time. That's true. Episode 18. If you can't be with the one you love. Corey starts drinking, pulls Sean into a drinking problem. They drink for an episode and then he gets, Sean gets help. Yep. Uh, and after he hurts Angela. Anyway. Oh, oh yes. And then Sean is abusive. Yes. Episode 19, Eric Hollywood. Eric takes over as Romeo in the school play. Turns out he's a, uh, a thespian. Who would have thought? And he gets uh, recruited to Hollywood to be on a show that's a parody of Boy Meets World. Uh, he hates it. He can only act as Shakespeare. There are a lot of writer in-jokes about them not being able to write the same thing over and over and over again. Episode 20, Starry Night. Topanga still doesn't trust Corey. Falls for a guy who knows about the obscure painting, Starry Night. <laughs> she asks Corey what he thinks about the painting as a test. He fails. She goes on a date with Starry Guy. They kiss. Topanga feels nothing. And she and Corey get back together, sitting on top of... The monkey bars the monkey that they bars. met. Episode 21, Honesty Night. Corey forgot to tell Sean that he and Topanga were back together. They have, they have to fake... Uh, trying to get him to get them back together. In the process, they end up hurting each other's feelings and breaking up again. Corey gets mad at Sean. Um, and then Sean ends up pulling them all to back together by getting Amy and Alan to pretend like they're having a fight. Episode 22, Promises? Promises. Uh, Corey wants to... What? Um... Corey wants to have sex. What? At the prom. Topanga sort of agrees. Um, Amy and Alan go to the same hotel because Amy's pregnant and they're celebrating the fact that she's pregnant. Uh, Jack 
in, and Eric are chaperones at the prom and Jack is sad that he didn't enjoy his own prom. And so he tries to get everyone else to be more involved in the prom and not involved in having sex after prom. Um, meanwhile, Eric thinks his dad is having an affair, a whole weird mishmash of, um, mistakes happen. And Alan ends up walking into Corey and Topanga's room. Corey ends up walking into Amy and Alan's room. They're right next door to each other. Eric thinks that Alan walked into a room with someone other than his mother, which is true, but it was Topanga. It was very confusing. And, um, in the end... Corey and Topanga do not have sex with each other. Episode 23, Things Change. Sean doesn't want to go to college now, and he's very upset that everyone wants him to. Uh, remember when he took a college class and that was all he wanted to do in the whole world? Um, Corey is freaking out about it and decides that they'll grow apart during college uh, and doesn't realize that Topanga, at the same time, is thinking about going to Yale. Uh, Corey tries to ruin Sean's job and get him to quit. Uh, he ruins other kids futures in the school by telling them not to go to college um and he's upset by topanga uh trying to leave he eventually half apologizes to both of them but not really um still says sean is throwing his life away uh all the while throughout this con uh, uh episode eric finds out that mr feeney might be retiring and is freaking out about that and tries to get Feeney to stay. Tells him that he'll be quiet if Feeney will stay. And the finale. Episode 24, Graduation. Corey is super excited to graduate, sort of. He also doesn't really want change. Um, they see Minkus and Frankie and Joey and they mention Mr. Turner. Uh, Sean is not that into the whole graduation thing and won't do Feeney's assignment. Topanga has to be valedictorian, so she weasels her way into getting a final A so that she actually beats Minkus. Sean ends up feeling bad and Topanga lets him give the valedictorian speech. Um, during this, Eric breaks in and sings to Mr. Feeney. Um, and Topanga proposes to Corey, proposes marriage, and that's the end. And that's we don't know if he said yes. What's he going to do? It's um, going to be a while before we find out. That's true. Those are some ups and downs, huh? It's kind of all, all over the place. Yeah, it's all over the place. I mean, we have so many moments that contradict each other throughout that season. Yes. Um, it's not even like... Uh, well, a couple seasons ago that happened. They've changed since then. Mm -hmm. No, it was the same season. Yeah, and I think that we would find a lot of, um, like, continual issues throughout the seasons if we had gone through and done it this way previously, but not nearly as much. It's, right. It's like they change the characters' traits so many times. Mid-season, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, how'd you feel about this season, Tanya? Ultimately, now that we've gone through all of this. Ultimately, some of my favorite moments of the entire series so far happened in this series, in mm. this season. Pretty much all pertaining to Eric. Mm. Like, Welcome back to the Eric show, everybody. And because of that, I can't say that like it's my least favorite season because without it, we wouldn't have these moments um 
But I think because my ex- my expectations were so high, I was a little bit disappointed in it. Mm. It was not so. It was it's the hard. Hmm. It was the hardest season to get through on this podcast for me. Yeah. Um, and I've thought about it a lot. I've thought about like, was it because I was like changing jobs? Was it because of, you know, how exhausted we are? Anything like that? And I don't think so. I mean, we've had a lot of different transitions throughout the years that we've been doing this podcast and we still would like be excited to watch the next episode and sit down and record. But this season, because we didn't, it was almost like we didn't know exactly what we were facing with each episode, mm-hmm. even though we've seen them before. It was like the first five episodes of the season. We still held on to that hope. And then after those first five, it was like, oh, what are we facing with this one? Do we want to put ourselves? It was almost like mentally and emotionally exhausting mm. to get through this season, I think. But that's not exactly unlike raising teenagers. So maybe that's why it was so hard. Like as much fault as there was in the timeline or even in the character development, because every writer did something different with these characters, it also wasn't unrealistic to being around teenagers. Well, it's true. Like that you say that now, um, like, literally all year we've heard from our children our teenagers how awful doing school from home is right Mm -hmm. like how much they hate it how stressful it is for them Mm -hmm. uh their school year ended on thursday friday morning they told me they hated that next year they were gonna have to go back to school like that this year was so much better because they were doing it from home the writers (laughs) did not know what they were doing when they wrote that episode of our children yeah yeah I mean, so that's what I'm saying. Like, right. it is, it's absolutely realistic when it comes to raising teenagers. Yeah, that's true. And I think that... It's so frustrating to watch. It's frustrating to live. Yeah. But yes, but I think our expectations of this season... That quote. What? It's frustrating to live. <laughs> I think, though, through all the frustrations of this season, we continuously were like flummoxed over the fact that like the continuity issues were there and honestly it wasn't it it wasn't done badly it was just frustrating to watch that's how i felt about this season how'd you feel about this season oh um i i agree with a lot of what you said i think there was so much fun in this season there's so much like doing doing this show i was super let down by this season that said once we're done with this podcast and we're just watching boy meets world like people again these are all almost these are almost all episodes that i would love to have on yeah. i don't want to sit and watch them through from beginning to end but um for the most part they're all enjoyable episodes to to exist. Yeah, no, um, I completely agree. But as a whole, like it was disappointing because we've been building it up in our minds um, as the season where everything kind of like comes together for the show. And the fact of the matter is it 
didn't. Not only did it not come together this season, it almost fell apart more than anything. Um, now, we got Sean and Angela, so, I mean, we moved in that direction. But there was a lot of back and forth with that, too. Um, that's not how I remembered it. I don't. I didn't remember it being kind of like a wait. Are they together? Are they not together? Are they? Are they friends? Are they? Does she, does she exist right now? Yeah, the amount of times that Sean's like, I've never even had a real girlfriend before, and it was like two episodes after he and Angela decided they were in love with each other. Right. Corey and Topanga jump back and forth between we're in love to to we're tired of each other to. Uh, Corey has to have her back because he kissed Lauren, um, or she kissed him, whatever. Tanya's going to correct me. Um, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a frustrating season to watch start to finish. That doesn't make it a bad season, but it does make my opinion of the season change. Like when people are asking me what the best seasons of Boy Meets World are, I'm definitely not going to say season five was the best season anymore. So far, between seasons one through five, which season would you say is the best season? Am I? I don't know. Um, I want to say season two or three, and I'm probably leaning towards season two. See, I always feel like season three. We're just too different. I know. How do you feel about the painting Starry Night? Have you ever seen it? Um, I feel like it's a painting. I'm sorry, but this isn't working out. I'm starry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and and you're right. Like there was that moment in particular, like that whole like oh the Starry Night painting is so deep, like me going. Do you guys understand the lyrics to? Weezer. Yeah. Buddy Holly, does this make sense to you? You guys don't get it like I get it. Like, people just, teenagers just um, find themselves, and then while they're finding themselves, they, they think it's this grandiose, universe-changing thing. We've also been experiencing that this week, too. Uh, one of our children is very into Bo Burnham, and Bo Burnham's special came out, and he and he's watched it at least ten times at this point, and has listened to the album nonstop, which is great. Um, he doesn't he doesn't understand it all, mm-hmm. um, and me and his friend have been explaining to him. He'll be like, "Well, why is he allowed to make a song about such and such?" And we're like, "It's it's not." It's not about that. Like, he he has this thing in his brain that he feels like is shaping him and he doesn't even understand it at all, which is so, like, exactly what we've watched happen in this season over that's, and over again. That's so Topanga. It's so Topanga. It's just funny because I don't think I realize how much this season in particular has mirrored a lot of what we deal with with our teenagers. Yeah. So, like, when we were teenagers and this season was such a big deal for us, it's because we were going through the same things at the same time as them. Like, we were literally the same age as they were but I think, when we were watching it. Yeah. And the things that were, like, so intense and obscure and, like, 
all of those things we related to because we were doing the same things. You're probably right. I think it would have made the season um, more, I I don't want to say salvageable, but that's kind of what I mean. Um, If as parents, as grown-ass adults, as as 30-something-year-olds watching this show with teenage children, if Amy and Alan hadn't been so awful this season, Mm -hmm. it might have redeemed it some. Um, like they really could have had some life-changing advice for these kids mm-hmm. as they're going through all these issues. And really all they did was hamper. Like they hampered the, the kids' growth, all of them. What's um, hampering? Like hampering is like, isn't that a word? I don't, a hamper is what you put clothes into. I'm going to need you to talk smart for a minute while I Google hampering. I just want to know if it's a real thing. It doesn't sound right to me, but I am also very tired, so... Hamper. Hinder or impede the movement or progress of. Their work is hampered by the lack of funds. And this is why you always won at Words with Friends. That's true. This is why. I just know words. And now I forgot what I was saying, though. So Amy and Alan hampered their children's growth. They did. Um, because of the way that they pushed against anything that they were doing. Um, we saw it in seasons past with Eric and this season we saw it with Corey and Sean and Topanga. And I think maybe we should have seen that coming, I guess. Well, that's also not unrealistic either. Like there's a lot of times the parents don't know what they're supposed to be doing. We don't know what we're supposed to be doing. Like... There are things that we do and say that could hamper the growth of our children. Is that a word? Um, Yeah, I I know. I agree. But it was rough to watch. Yeah. But they had some really good moments, too. Like, Like Amy coming to Alan about the fact that she's like, hey, like, you have three whole children. Like... They all have different things that they need. Like, that was a really good moment. And Alan did learn. That was one of my favorite Amy and Alan moments is when she said, yeah, you you are a great dad to two kids. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, I have three. And she's like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. That was so good. Yeah. It was really, really good. And, And they had a few shining moments in there where I felt like, oh, Amy and Alan are back. Um, But then they would go and screw it all up. Mostly Alan. Yeah, mostly Alan. Although Amy had her moments too. Yeah. But she hardly spoke this whole season, so they were very few and far between. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I feel about this season. Um, what? So you would rank season three as your favorite? Yes. Okay. I think. I think it was my favorite. It's, it's a, I don't know. It's tough too because season one had Minkus. Minkus was fantastic. Season two... Had Joey and Frankie. Season three had Joey and Frankie. Season too. three had the best of Frankie. Right. Um. So yeah, I I I think I go season two, but I can see season three just because of the Frankie stuff. Right. The Frankie because the Thanksgiving episode was season three, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Like that, just for that episode alone, season three is my favorite. Yeah. Um. But anyway. So, if you had to rank the episodes in this season, which one was your least favorite episode? Oh, my least favorite episode? Mm -hmm. The Witches of Pembroke, I think. Really? I think so, yeah. 
um, looking through it all. Like, yeah, I, I don't think there was an episode that I hated more than I hated Witches of Pembroke. Um, um, yeah, there were frustrating moments in every episode, or in, in many of these episodes, but as a whole, I don't like the Witches of Pembroke episode. Oh, you know what? I also really don't like No Guts, No Cory. I guess I just don't like Sabrina the Teenage Witch tie-ins. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think probably, or maybe, maybe Fraternity Real. I don't know. That whole like stretch, that of stretch episodes. of three episodes was a bummer. Um, anyway, what would be your least favorite episode? Uh, so here's my problem. Where's your problem? I don't remember how I felt about the episodes when I was watching the episodes. But you don't need to. If I'm looking at, if I'm, if I'm thinking about the episodes, I think No Guts, No Cory. Um, but I feel like there were some moments in there that so outshined moments in Witches of Pembroke. And those would be the two that I would, it would be the battle for the worst. Um, but I don't know. I think it's no guts, no quarry. What, yeah. What is your... So we could do top three. What's your number three episode of the season? I don't think I could put them in order. Like top three, what order they would be in. Uh, mostly because I think um, I Love You, Donna Karen would be on that list. Um, and I'm not sure if Chasing Angela would be on that list. But maybe... I love you, Donna Karen, definitely. Um, I know what my top three are. Okay, give me your top three while I look. My number three would be Promises, Promises. That episode was so fun. Okay. Like, it was ridiculous, but it was so fun. Um, Then I think I love you, Donna Karen would be number two. And... I have my number one, and now I can't remember what it is. Darn it. Oh, if you can't be with the one you love. The alcohol episode. Oh, yeah. I love the alcohol episode. It's because you love alcohol. No, I don't. And honestly, like, if it weren't for the fact that Sean got all violent, it would be an absolutely impeccable episode. I think I would do I Love You, Donna Karen, Heartbreak, Corey. And, um, and then there was Sean, maybe, um, that, that episode was so much more fun than I remembered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there, there are so many episodes where I'm like, oh, but I love that B plot so much, but I didn't like the main plot. Well, I was thinking too, like I loved Eric Hollywood Mm -hmm. so much, but is it in my top three for this season? I don't know, but it was so funny. Actually, I think... Eric Hollywood might be number one. <laughs> it wasn't even on your list a second ago, and now it leapfrogged to the first slot. Well, that leapfrog was brought to you by the um, children of the mm-hmm. staff on Boy Meets World and their whole scene, because yeah. it was so good, and I will like remember it and sometimes quote it in my head, and it's so good. So yeah, Eric Hollywood's number one. Yeah. My favorite moment of season five is Will Friedle, uh doing a cameo 
thanks to John Asby and telling us hi. Oh, it was so good, Alden. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It is. I don't care how he says my name. As I don't care. He could have called me whatever he wanted. It was amazing. Mm. It was so good. That was the best episode of season five. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about? Are we going to keep this short? Kind of a quick recap? Um, we're going to talk about our next episode. Next episode. What... What are you thinking we should do, Tawanya? Well, we had a suggestion uh, by Channing uh, that we should do... Channing in the Facebook group? Yeah. Hey, Channing. Our our friend Channing, who actually really contributes a lot. All of you guys contribute so much, and we're so grateful for it. Um, But he gave us the idea to do a deep dive into the Lauren episode. We all know what our expectations were going into that part of the season. The arc. And I I think it changed exponentially as this, the episodes were being watched. Um, so we're going to do a deep dive into Lauren. And, oh. <laughs> nope. Take two. <laughs> we're going <clears> to... <throat> We're going to do a deep dive into the arc of episodes, the Lauren saga. Um, and we might have some guests. Uh, I think we will have some guests. Let's um, let's leave an air of mystery. We'll leave an air of mystery, but all I can say is I got a fever and the only prescription. What kind of fever is it? Um, It's not. I got vaccinated, just so we're clear. That was another one of my favorite parts of season five. Getting vaccinated? Getting vaccinated, yeah. Um, anyway, stay tuned. For two weeks. In two weeks? Whatever. Tanya, say something that's not grossly inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> um, yeah, so in two weeks, uh, we're going to be releasing the Lauren Arc deep dive, and then we'll be back. <laughs> Welcome to Bayback, our Beyonce podcast. <laughs> Anyway, we will be back to our regular schedule starting season six. Yep. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for us. It's a quick, quick recap for us. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to say to the people? Thank you for listening. And thank you so much for being patient with us as we did 13th birthday parties and gave ourselves just a little bit of um, a rest from podcasting every week um it's it it was hard i missed i missed talking to everybody on mondays yeah that's been the saddest part it's mm-hmm. just like not having the facebook group really yeah saying much boy meets world community is the best yes uh anyway tell us your thoughts on boy meets world season five and your favorite episodes tell us your favorite seasons so far don't say season six or seven those don't exist yet uh, you can do that on Facebook. Uh, just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar and we will approve you. You can do it on Twitter. Uh, at BMGMBMW. Or you can email us. At BMGMBMW at gmail.com. Uh, anything else you want to add? No, thanks for listening. Thank you guys very much. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5 Wrap Up. Do good. Class dismissed.